Hi. <laughs> um, my life story is really long, so just, you know, settle in. <laughs> um, when I was about, well, let me start off by saying this is really all about my relationship with God and how it has grown. And the Lord really chose me from a young age, but I didn't really respond it was more like steps. And so I don't have a point where, okay, this is where I became a Christian. I was not a Christian. Now I am a Christian. It's more like walking, just walking closer and closer towards Christ. So that's my type of a story. When I was about four years old, my mother went into the hospital and rather than family take us, we were shipped off to foster homes and separated. And my foster mother was Mrs. Free Love. That's really her name, Mrs. Free Love. And she took me to a Bible Baptist church where I was introduced to Christ. And she was such a wonderful woman. Um, I wet the bed (laughs) uh, all the way up until I was nine years old. And being at her house for just... I don't know, a year or so. She was so kind to me about that. And um, when she put the plastic on the bed, she said, now this is not anything against you. It's just because my son's at college and, you know, I wanted to keep his bed nice, that kind of a thing. And she left um, Lucky Charms on the table. And she said, now, if in the night you get hungry, you can have some lucky charms. Really, she was saying, you know, get up and use the toilet. But she (laughs) was so sweet. I wanted those lucky charms every night before I went to bed. I was like, okay, I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and get lucky charms. But of course I didn't. And I wet the bed and had to get up. Anyway, so she took me to church. She really introduced me to Christ in, in the way that she treated me and at church, being able to hear about the Lord. And um, then that church gave me a children's Bible, which played a key part in my mother's um, salvation because she read that and um, came to the Lord through that. So Mrs. Freelove had a really big impact on me and my family. Well, um, after that, let's see. Oh, we moved a lot. We were very poor and moved a lot. And um, so somebody else came to our rescue and happened to be the Mormons. And so because they helped us move, my mom decided, well, gee, they're, they're showing Christian love and everything, so we'll go to their church. And um, we were baptized as Mormons. And as a nine-year-old kid at this time, I, I really missed hearing Jesus in Sunday school because they didn't talk about Jesus in Sunday school. And that was the beginning of knowing that this was kind of a wrong thing to be doing. And we eventually became excommunicated because my mom asked too many questions about the Bible. So um, that was of the Lord. But even at nine, I realized that Jesus was an integral part of things, but I, I, you know, I didn't, that was my nine-year-old brain. Well, then, um, when, just before I turned 10, my mother met this guy, and he was really shy, so he thought the best thing, the best place to take her on a date was um, to church, and so she thought that was just wonderful, and she ended up marrying the guy. He's really not a Christian, but it was just the church was the vehicle for dating my mom. 
And, um, but it, it, it served to connect us with a church and we were baptized as Christians at that point. Um, and that was with the assemblies of God church. And, um, so I learned a little bit more about God through the assemblies of God. Well, then, um, we didn't have any transportation. So, and the church was far away. Well, that's no problems because the Jehovah's Witness come to your door. So the Jehovah's Witness came to our house and did Bible studies. And, um, the, the thing about that that affected my relationship with the Lord was that I was taught that the Bible was mystical and it had this magical ability that the word of God cannot be changed. And that's what they impressed on us. It can't be changed. So even though this Bible doesn't say the same thing that this Bible is, it's the word of God and it can't be changed. So it had this magical power and mystical power. So because of that, I was confused. Oh, I guess I can't read this because, you know, I'm just a kid. I don't understand. So that started me down this road of not reading the Bible. Of course, I wasn't reading already because I hated reading. But in, into college life, that really affected me because I thought, you know, well, if it is the word of God, how can I understand it? I'm just a person. So I didn't read. Well, then um, we moved to a place where it was closer to a church, and my brothers attended, but my mother didn't. And my mother said, oh, the church is just full of hypocrites. I'm not going there. But really, the issue was that she was embarrassed. She didn't have nice clothes, and she didn't want to go out in public. And so she stayed home, so I stayed home. And we, I didn't read the Bible very much. She did, she did read to us occasionally. We had this really awesome King James Family Bible, and it was about this big. And it had all these really cool pictures by Michelangelo and everything, all these um, very famous classic paintings, and they were really interesting. And I wondered what the stories were behind those pictures, but since I hated reading, I wasn't going to do that. So I just looked at the pictures. And then um, after, after that time, my brothers did go to the Assemblies of God, um, my mom became sick with cancer, and I really wanted to find comfort, and I knew that it came from the Lord. So I opened the Bible, and I, and I read some of the Psalms, and I read some of the Proverbs, and, you know, it was okay. And um, then my mother died, and I was 17 years old, and I lived with a family, my friend from school, but they weren't Christians but now I was within walking distance to church. So every Sunday I left them at the house and I walked to church by myself, the Assemblies of God, and um, I was able to hear sermons and learn a little bit more about God. And throughout all this time, kids at school knew that I was different and they said that I was Christian and I would defend God in my ignorance, you know, not, not really good way to do it. But, you know, they, they knew that there was something different about me. And I can only attribute that to that the Lord was calling me, even though I wasn't really good at responding yet. So I went to college and I, I went to a Christian college um, where I still didn't read the Bible, even though I had Biblet class. So I nearly failed. <laughs> Biblet and modern missions, <laughs> they both got me. Um, then I 
But it was a good environment for growing in Christ because everybody around me were Christians and the professors were Christian and we prayed and we learned even math from a Christian point of view. So it was a really good environment for me to learn about Christ and to have a closer relationship, even if it, if it didn't involve reading the Bible yet. So I got married and we were into ministry now. And um, we were youth pastors with the Salvation Army, and I had to lead the kids' Sunday school class. Well, now I had to read the Bible because I had to prepare for my classes. So I learned a lot about who God is from having to teach Sunday school. And then the babies started coming, and I really didn't have time or energy to read the Bible. So I did continue going to church and learning about God through sermons, but I still didn't have my own personal Um, devotional time, but I learned a lot about God through my children. I learned about what it is to be a child, because we're children of God, what it is to be a child and how we relate to God. And this parent-child relationship really does a lot for teaching, especially a parent, what God is thinking about us and, and how God relates to us and how God is so patient and gentle and understanding with us. Since we mess up so much, if you think about, you know, what a three-year-old might do. Yeah. So I learned a lot through my children about my relationship with God. And then I went to the mission field. And that was where I really learned to love God in the, in the sense of laying your life down. That's what love is all about, laying your life down for someone else. And, and I had to face that. Um, when we were in the mission field, the Burnhams were kidnapped. It was a big story. They were from a different um, group. And the husband was actually killed in the rescue attempt. And that happened. They were, they were in, they were hostages for the entire time that we were in the mission field for the first time. And we were alone then, the vans and other American people. And we were the only people on our team. So it was, it was really frightening. You know, to think that the number one cause of death for missionary, another one, yeah, the number one danger to missionaries was death. That was what, what I heard in a news program before we went. And so I learned that um, I lay my life down for God, and, that mean, and it might mean my children, too, because Isaac, one night, he was only two years old. He had a fever that caused him to convulse. So we took him to an emergency room, and they, they took a little blood sample, and they said, he has dengue fever. And I knew that that caused death in infants quite frequently in, ch- in small children and older people. And all the way to the hospital, I, I just thought, God, you gave him to me, and if you take him from me, that's your choice. And I have to go with that. So I learned a lot about letting go of myself and my desires and my children for God. And so this created this deeper relationship, but I still had a hard time with personal devotions, mostly because at this point I, I didn't have any structure. I didn't have something to go on and, and how to do my personal devotions. I really didn't like those little books that were mostly somebody else's ideas and a little bit of scripture. I really wanted scripture, but I didn't want to read, you know, Genesis to Revelation because once you get to Leviticus, oh, or numbers, it's really hard, you know. So I, um, we were on furlough, so we were halfway through our tour of duty as missionaries, and Sam Warren gave me a book um, about how to 
how to read the Bible in a way that is um, strong for personal devotions. And the book is Divine Mentor, and we have it out there, I think. And um, anyway, I read the book, part of it, and got into doing devotions the way the book says. And so I've been able to really, really grow over the past six years, really, in understanding what God is like and what he likes. Because from, from my four-year-old life all the way up until 2008, I, it was all about how do I relate to God? How, how do I respond to God? And then, but from 2008 until now, it's been, what is God really like? And what does he really like? And so it's really been really great for developing my relationship with the Lord. And so, as I said, there isn't a turning point in my life. It's just been a straight walking towards God my whole life.